Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick were all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget. I'm Lee Gowland. I'm Brian Davis. And this is the 49er Faithful UK Show. Hi guys, welcome back to another season of 49er Football and more importantly to our second season with the new 49er Faithful UK Show. I'm flying solo today as Brian is quite busy at the moment and I haven't had the chance to uh, line up a guest host. I, I've had a pretty busy start to the year. Um, so yeah, today I will be flying solo. Before I start talking about the upcoming season and the off-season changes, I'd just like to take a second and honour both Margaret Clegg and Patty Price, who both passed away at the start of the year. Margaret was a group admin who assisted me in setting up the Manchester meetups by introducing me to Andy from the Gridiron and Gravy Group. She worked tirelessly as a volunteer in Manchester and always had time to talk football or baseball. Um, she had a particular passion on baseball. I think that was her preferred sport, but she spent a lot of time talking about football as well. Patty previously worked as a tour guide at Levi's and was always on hand to offer advice to any members travelling across to San Francisco for a game and even took a day out of her time to guide both Rachel Cole and Keith Fish while they were in the city. I think that was back in 2014, I believe. Both these fantastic women will be greatly missed by everyone that knew them and if you didn't get the chance to meet them it's a shame because they would have left an impression on you they were both great people so back to football we're now entering shanahan and lynch's third season this is the season that they said we should be competitive and challenging for a playoff spot this means there's huge expectations to see improvement in the last two years we should definitely be still challenging for a playoff place come the end of December. If we not, then it hasn't lived up to the expectations that they've set. I'm actually feeling a tad out of touch with what's been going on since the draft. I haven't really managed to watch any of the practice footage and I've only seen highlights of pre-season games. Like I said, it's been an incredibly busy year for me work-wise, um, unusually busy compared to the last few years. So I haven't had that much of a chance to actually see any of the footage. However, there's been quite a few changes in the off-season and I'd like to start talking about some of the changes we identified needed making in last season's shows, namely the coaching staff. For, for me, that's been one of the biggest changes um, other than obviously player ac acquisitions. I think it's the coaching staff that's going to have a bigger impact on how we perform this season. So last year, um, both myself and Brian, several times during the season, we picked out the likes of Jeff Halfley, the DB coach, Jeff Scarnina, defensive line, and Ray Wright, the strength and conditioning coach, as performing below the expected level, given the personnel that we're working with, um, or in Ray Wright's case, the amount of injuries that just piled up was ridiculous. The defensive backs have been pretty poor since the Chip Kelly season, which actually coincided with the appointment of Jeff Halfley. So you can, you can definitely put that down to the coaching of the cornerbacks as being an issue. As far as the defensive line is concerned, we should really have an all-pro defensive line given the amount of first-round draft picks expended on that group. However, they've all underperformed 
And you have to look in Jeff Scarnina's direction for who was accountable for that. So that's been another good change as far as I'm concerned. And then we move on to rear right. As I've mentioned, the amount of injuries sustained by the team since rear right took over as the strength and conditioning coach is it's just unbelievable. I mean, obviously, we look from it, we look at it from a 49ers perspective. We don't really notice that many other teams having these injuries. I don't know if that's because we're not looking at those teams and we've just got the focus on the 49ers. Um, but over the last two, three years, injuries just seem to be a lot more than what we've had in previous seasons. And to me, that has, that comes down to strength and conditioning. It's got to be. So, with those three roles changed, I'm hoping for a positive impact from those changes. I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how the defensive backs and defensive line now perform with the new coaching staff. And obviously, fingers crossed, we don't have as many injuries as what we did in previous seasons. So, onto the more exciting changes to have happened during the off-season. We move on to the player additions, starting with some of the free agents, trades that we made um, before going into the draft. And I'm, I'm not going to go through them all, I'm just going to go through a select few. So D Ford. D Ford has a definite upgrade to the pass rush, which, to be honest, has been virtually non-existent for the past two seasons. Although Buckner has performed to a high standard, even when being double teamed on most downs, I, I think Ford is going to prove to be a really good signing. Quan Alexander, so there's a question mark purely be, purely based off the type of injuries coming off. We've gone for somebody that's injured again. I wouldn't say that's the only question mark. Um, the amount of missed tackles he's had over the past few seasons is also a concern, especially given the fact that we're missing so many tackles as a team ourselves over the, over the last two seasons. So there's a question mark over him, but if he can perform to the level that he has the potential to. That should be a good signing. Obviously, we're getting rid of Malcolm Smith, but we got rid of Malcolm Smith based off the um, the performance of Drake Greenlaw, who I'll get onto in, in a bit. So I, th I think looking at Greenlaw, Warner, Alexander as is the, is the uh, linebackers, I think that looks okay. I'm happy that we've actually progressed from last season. Jason Verrett. So he's another with an injury question mark. Granted, this was a really low-risk, high-reward acquisition, so fingers out, it works It works out. Fingers out. So fingers crossed it works out. If he can play to the level he performed before injury, we should see a marked improvement in the quality of the secondary. So, yeah, low-risk, high-reward. Let's see how he plays. Hopefully, if he does play to that level, it's going to be difficult for teams to, to not throw in either his or Sherman's direction. Tevin Coleman was an obvious pickup given his previous role in Shanahan's offense, albeit it was a slightly underused role he had in, in the first two years that he was in the NFL. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do for us. Expect him to score highly for fantasy teams, with him being good for approximately 900 combined yards and 10 touchdowns a season. So he's a useful player to have on a fantasy team. And I think sharing the reps with um, Matt Breda. We should see some decent production out of the pair of them. So under the drafted and undrafted free agents, but again, not all of them, just a select bunch. Nick Bosa, defensive end. Now this is this is the guy that I wanted us to pick with the uh, the number two spot, and we got him. Um, there was a bit of a concern that the Cardinals were going to take him at number one, but he's dropped us after they took Kyler Murray. He's got a few injury concerns. 
he, he keeps picking up these injuries. So, I mean, the potential, the potential we haven't come across for some time. I think if he stays fit, he could actually be in the running for Defensive Rookie of the Year. And he's definitely immediate upgrade on pass rush. And coupled with D Ford, we're in for some, definitely for some exciting defensive football. Debo Samuel, wide receiver. Now, at the moment, he's second on the death chart. How long he stays there will be up to how, how he takes his chances when he's targeted. I can honestly see him moving up to being the number one receiver by week seven or eight. But again, that all depends on how Pettis plays. Pettis definitely has a load of potential, but at the moment he's just not fulfilling that potential. So, as I said, if Debo Samuel takes his chances, he'll move up on that death chart. Jalen Hurd. So this is the guy, this is the wide receiver who was actually running back. He, the guy is huge. I can see Hurd, Kittle and Caden Smith all lining up in the red zone and wreaking havoc. I think we have definitely addressed our red zone wars over the past couple of seasons. So we've got three three targets there. That should be absolutely excellent. Caden Smith, as I've already mentioned, um, I, think, I think he'll play number two, number three uh, tight end. He's a great red zone pickup. I actually saw him play against Notre Dame at Stanford back in 27, 17. Sorry. And he hauled in a good touchdown. He's strong. He fights for the ball. And he gets open quite well as well. Dre Greenlaw, linebacker. From what I've seen of Greenlaw in the preseason, I think this lad's going to be a great addition. Um, playing just to the right of Fred Warner, I'm looking forward to seeing how he performs in an actual uh, regular season game. So that should be good. Again, I think we've done well there. We've added more quality to the linebacking core. Now, this next name I'm going to struggle with all year long. Hopefully, I don't really need to talk about him. Um, but we'll see. But the, the one point he made or the one play he made in preseason is worth talking about. Uh, and this guy, so it was a very it was a big surprise when we took him in the fourth round. A punter, Mitch Wishnowski. Um so to be honest, he should be lining up either side of Fred Warner. I mean, wow, that, that hit he made on uh, Broncos Jackson or on the punt return was awesome. Absolutely love to see that. And I love to see him uh, having a go to EA Sports as well about his tackling ability on Madden. And I believe they've upped his value there. So that, that's a cracker return for him. So pre-season, um, there were some improvements were obvious. Some old issues still evident. But then again, you can put that down to nervous fringe players trying to secure a roster spot. Um, we, we had a few false starts, quite a few penalties in one of the games. But to be honest, pre-season is rarely a good indicator of how a team will perform come the regular season. This is all about just setting your, your 53-man roster come the start of the season. Mullins definitely won the backup battle over CJ Bethard. And if I'm honest, I actually believe he can genuinely challenge Jimmy for the starting job. So it's going to be interesting to see how Jimmy starts the season, given the injury he's come off, whether or not he's apprehensive in the pocket, um, and see how that actually affects his throws on his gameplay. I think if he doesn't quickly adjust to to certainly the knee brace and uh, get his confidence back, I can definitely see Mullins stepping in because I believe Shanahan has every faith in Mullins as a starting quarterback. Down to the death chart. So I was surprised to see Bosa second on the death chart, but 
death charts can frequently and do frequently change. And this may be purely to protect his ankle for the first couple of games. But I wouldn't be surprised to see both him and Ford on the field at the same time at opposite ends of the line in the starting game against the Buccaneers. So look for that, see if that happens, see what sort of pressure we can get on Winston. Bold predictions for players. I can honestly see at least two players with double-digit sacks this season. I think we now have a very good pass rush. We've got a good line. We've added to the linebacker core. We've obviously made that acquisition of Jason Verrett. If he turns out, that's good in the secondary. Our safeties, there's still a question mark over the safeties. Um, so hopefully we don't have to rely on them that much. Obviously, Jimmy Ward has already gone down with a broken finger just by taking his jersey off, which is just incredible. Staying with the secondary, um, so I've got Richard Sherman down for five-plus interceptions on the season. Now, remember, this is bold predictions. I, I do realise he was hardly ever targeted last year. But I think this year, with the pass rush, hurrying the quarterback, the fact that we may have another uh, all-pro-level cornerback in Jason Verrett, if he does play to the potential, it means that sometimes they're going to have to target a chairman. So, yeah, I'm going to go for five-plus interceptions for Sherman this year. And the last ball prediction, I'm going to go for Pettis. And Pettis, I've got down for 1,000-plus yards and 10-plus touchdowns. So, fingers crossed, that happens. Obviously, last year, uh, absolutely nailed it uh, on the head with George Kittle. Got the George Kittle ball prediction right. So hopefully one of these predictions will also turn out to be right. On to the Bucks preview. And the last game we played against Bucks was a 27-9 defeat in what was a miserable game. And um, We actually watched this at the, the meetup in Manchester. So there was a good job. There was uh, plenty of beers flowing that night because it was a dreadful game to watch. I think tonight's game is going to be a lot closer. And I actually think we're going to come out on top in that game. However, looking at the Bucks team, we, we need to we need to look at Howard, their defense, uh, their tight end. I think he's going to be a danger across the middle, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Levante David and the rookie Devin White pair up together uh, as middle linebackers. I think they're going to cause us some issues on our run game. So look out for those Howard, Levante David, and Devin White pairing up. You look at the um, offensive side of the ball as well, um, Evans and Godwin, they'll be a huge test of progress from the DBs, but hopefully getting pressure to Winston will force him into one of those games where he's just throwing interceptions to everyone. Um, hopefully that'll happen with the pass rush, the defensive line coach change. I'm looking forward to seeing how we do that. 49ers football, and it's going to be interesting to see how Jimmy plays in the pocket whether or not he's going to have the confidence to step up or even try a run. I don't think he is going to try a run. I think he'll stay in the pocket and, and just be safe with that ball. But as long as he's hitting our receivers, I don't care really. I, I just want to see a good, good performance from Jimmy, get his confidence back. And I think, to be honest, against the Bucks, we're going to come out 31-24 winners. Season predictions. Even though this is the season where... Shanahan and Lynch had both said we should be we should be competing for the playoffs. I'm actually going to go for an eight and eight season. I think that's a realistic mark. It's an improvement, but probably not the improvement we all expected or hoped for. The eight games I think we'll win, 
starting off with the very first three. I think the Bucks, Bengals and Steelers are all winnable games because of where they're being played and who we're playing against. That'll get us off to a cracking start. However, if this comes off, I hope fans don't have unrealistic expectations about the remainder of the season because for me, it suddenly goes downhill after this. We have defeats against both the Browns and the Rams, but then we follow that up with a victory on the road in Washington. We then suffer defeat at the hands of the Panthers before going on a three-week division win streak as we beat the Cardinals on the road and follow that up with wins at Levi's against the Seahawks and once again, a win against the Cardinals at home before seeing Aaron Rodgers walk into Levi's and punish us once more for passing on him in the 2005 draft. What makes this harder to take is the fact that I'll be at that game. That, that's the game that I've targeted to get to this season. And I was kind of hoping to actually see us win a game this time. The next win comes at the expense of the Ravens um, the week after the Green Bay Packers game. And that is on the 1st of December. And after that, we're going to go on a four-week losing streak against the Saints, Falcons, Rams and Seahawks. So once again, our in-game, our in-season meetup. Um, I expect us to see a, a loss against the Saints in that one. But meetups are always good because it's always good to meet fellow 49er fans. Uh, and talk football. So onto the meetups, um, we have a winner in the in-season meetup poll, and it's looking like we are all travelling to Edinburgh on the 8th of December for the Saints game. And I think it'll be an absolutely cracking weekend. Um, if you want to bring your if 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 you're male and you want to bring your partners up there, there's a fantastic winter market on up at uh, Edinburgh at that time of year. Um, and I, I would imagine most of us would partake in a few mulled wines while we're up there talking 49er football. We also have another Super Bowl meetup arranged. Once again, this is in Newcastle, and I see by the confirmed attendees, it's looking good for this one. I think we've already got uh, eight or nine confirmed just within a few days of actually posting that in there. Uh, again, the reason that's in Newcastle is it was just going to be a, a meetup for the local guys in Newcastle, um, but I think it's quite popular with, with everyone. So we've got Martin Hughes traveling up from Liverpool. We've got Martin Peppard travelling up from Manchester. Um, and then we've got all the local guys as well. So, yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. If you can make it, everybody generally takes the Monday off after Super Bowl. So it's a good one to meet up, actually. Um, obviously, if the 49ers get the Super Bowl, I'll be trying everything in my power to actually make it to the Super Bowl and go and see that. I will even sell my 93-year-old gran to get a ticket to go and see the Super Bowl. So just keep an eye on that one, because if we make it, I won't be at that meetup in Newcastle. Right, I hope everyone enjoys the opening game. Normal podcast servers will resume with the books review show early in the week. Um, I'll find out what guest is going to come on. I don't think Brian's available early in the week again, so I'll have a guest reviewer on with me. Um, if you fancy the job, and you've heard this before we get to the review show, by all means, drop us a message on um, Facebook and we'll sort something out. Right, enjoy tonight's game, guys. Catch you later. The San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff farm going 99. Don't get it twisted, one it all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Groovy, Walgreens, Bill Belichick, we're all students of Bill Walsh. Don't ever forget.